0: Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts, this is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your Squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. It's good to have you with us. It is Friday. We have made it through another week. There are now three weeks left in the year. 2023 is almost upon us. So over the next few weeks, we'll get all the, you know, the special best shows of or best uh, songs of 2022 episodes and all that good stuff that I remember listening to as a kid that I haven't listened to in forever. It's also Friday, so the weekend is upon us. I've got a busy weekend ahead. I, uh, I'm on Saturday. The uh, Camp Upmost, the, the church camp that I volunteer at, is having their Christmas party. And so we will be there tomorrow evening for the Christmas party. And then from Camp Upmost, driving all the way over to Vaughn and spending the night there, because I'm preaching at Vaughn Community Bible Church on Sunday. So if you are in the Great Falls area, would love to have you come out and say hi. Hear the Word of God fellowship with the saints it's going to be a good time uh i think my message is shaping up well i will uh put the final polish on it today or tomorrow morning at the latest um it's uh it's it's in rewrite right now so we'll see how how it all shapes out but it's uh it's a message on genesis twelve one through 3 which is uh or should be, one of the passages of Scripture that pop to your mind when you think of Christmas. No, it's probably not, but it should be. And so that's my passage for this weekend. This is Friday, so make sure you go to church on Sunday. Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. You are sure to find something that is edifying and entertaining. Um, Everything on the show is doctrinally sound, although we're not monolithic. We have different eschatologies, we have different uh, ecclesiologies. There are secondary issues that we do disagree on among the different shows. But in all of that, we are united in the gospel and we are united in the uh, doctrine of scripture and, and just all of that good stuff. So, and, and there is quite a, a vetting process before a show is added to the Christian podcast community. So I encourage you to head on over there. You are sure to find something on, there's stuff on topics all over the place. We've got, uh, there's shows on homeschooling. There's There's just all sorts of things. So I encourage you to head on over there. And let's see. Today is day 10 of our 10 double scripture reading days. So we will be all caught up by the end of today, which is a marvelous thing. We will be back on track and, uh, and ready to finish out the year and finish out our read through of the Legacy Standard Bible. Because that has been our goal this year, and we have almost done it. We are close to the end. We can see the end of the checklist from here quite easily. Um, yeah, here's the the checklist of weeks. There, are, I haven't checked off week 49 yet, which is the week that we are on. And then we have week 50, week 51, and week 52, and we are done with the year. So we continue with that, and... Uh, I'm still, I'm still polishing up my ideas of what we're going to do next year, as far as the scripture. Um, we are going to slow down, look at smaller chunks, and have commentary on them. And because um, one of the hardest things as a preacher and as a pastor theologian has been reading the Bible to you without being able to talk about it because we've had so much Bible reading that we haven't been able to really discuss what we're reading and so next year I want to begin with more discussion of the scriptures as we read them which of course will necessitate reading smaller passages and then taking the time to discuss them and right now I have this may change in the next three weeks but right now it is my intent to begin our discussion process on scriptures on Squirrel Chatter next year with the book of Deuteronomy. So that is not not an in-depth exposition. Um, I'm thinking of this as kind of a study Bible level exposition, where we will read probably a chapter, and then we'll discuss the chapter. I don't want to say at a surface level because I don't. It, it's not going to be trivial. But it's not going to be, you know, an hour per verse exposition either. So it's going to be, you know, I think it'll be, it will go well. But, uh, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, a study Bible level exposition. If you have a study Bible level understanding of the scriptures, and by study Bible, I'm talking about a good study Bible, Ligonier's Reformation Study Bible, MacArthur Study Bible, the the old NIV Study Bible, the the CSB Study Bible is a really good one. The ESV Study Bible is a really good one. So if you have one of these good solid study Bible level understanding of the Scriptures, you are far and away above most Christians. Most Christians have never read through the Bible, uh, and and by I'm using Christian in the the, the cultural sense, most of the people who claim to be Christians have never read the Bible. And even most of those who are born-again believers have never read through the Bible, even once. So if you've been listening to Squirrel Chatter this year, and if you've been reading along with us as we go through the Legacy Standard Bible, you have, in doing that moved beyond most church members who have never read the Bible. And I remember the first time I read through the Bible, I didn't have a um, Bible reading plan. (laughs) Um, This is pre-internet, really. Um, So things like that were not readily available Or you could go online and, you know, find one and print it out like we did for our five-day reading program that we have used this year. You didn't have those options available. And so, you know, I just sat down and read the Bible. I had decided to read the Bible. And I think it took me maybe six weeks because I just sat and read it like a book. I would, you know, every free moment I would be pulling out my Bible and continuing my read-through. And I started at Genesis and read all the way through Revelation in the order in which they appear in the Bible. And once you get past the Torah, then you start to, you know, realize that the books are not in chronological order. Um, my second read-through was with a chronological reading list. And I did a chronological reading list for several years um, before I found this reading list. And, and this has been, I've used this one for a decade, maybe. Um, not reading through every year, but uh, reading through several times Using this, um, and every every year, every time I read through, I pick something up. It it is like oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing that. But just that first read through was eye opening. As as things you know that I had never. For instance, this is funny. We were talking about, you know, I'm. I'm getting ready to do a message on Genesis 12 on Sunday. And in my introductory material, I talk about the fact that Genesis 1 to 11 is really kind of a prologue. The, the story of the Bible starts in Genesis 12. And Genesis 1 to 11 is giving historical information and setting the stage for the rest of the Bible. And it, But it really starts with the Abrahamic covenant. But in that very first read through, when I sat down and started in Genesis one, I had not realized that all of those Sunday school stories that I grew up hearing were all in the, you know, were so many of them were in the first 11 books of the 11 chapters of the Bible, Adam and Eve, the fall, the serpent in the garden, uh, Cain and Abel, the flood, Um, you know, the the Tower of Babel. These are the the Bible stories that, you know, I remember seeing flannel graphs when I was in in Sunday school. These were the stories that, that, you know, also, you know, Jericho and David and Goliath. I mean, there was stuff from later in the Bible, but so much of those quote unquote Bible stories that I grew up with are from Genesis 1 to 11. Didn't realize that. Didn't realize that that was all prologue. Um, so that I mean, it, it was it was that that was a, a an amazing read through, because it's like by the time you get to Genesis twelve and you're you're starting into the life of Abraham, and the Abrahamic covenant and the call of Abraham and you know Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, which is the rest of the book of Genesis. Um, when you when you get to that point, you've already you know, all those great stories that you grew up with are already done. And, and so it was, it was eye-opening that that was, you know, that was something that I had not realized. So every time I read through the Bible, I pick up something new. And I said, if you have been reading through the Bible with us since January, and, and you've made it to this point, we're almost done. We're almost through it. So our scripture reading today, and our final double reading day, is Nehemiah 4-9, through Psalm 98, Psalm 140, and Revelation 6 and 7. So let us begin, as is our practice, with the prayer of confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Nehemiah chapter 4. Now it happened that when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and very vexed, and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria, and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they complete it in a day? Can they bring the stones to life from the dusty rubble, though they are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was near him, and he said, Even what they are building, if a fox should jump on it, it, he would break their stone wall down. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Return their reproach on their own heads, and give them up for plunder in a land of captivity. Do not forgive their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have vexed the builders. So he built the wall, and the whole wall was joined together to half its height, and the people had a heart to work. Now it happened that when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashtarites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on, and that the places broken down began to be closed, they were very angry. All of them joined together to come and fight against Jerusalem, and to cause a disturbance in it. But we prayed to our God, and because of them we stood a guard against them day and night. Then Judah said, The strength of the burden bearers is failing, yet there is much rubbish, and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Our adversaries said, They will not know and see until we come among them, kill them, and put a stop to the work. Now it happened that when the Jews who lived near them came and said to us ten times, They will come up against us from every place where you may turn. Then I had men stand in the lowest parts of the space between behind the walls, the exposed places, and I had the people stand by families with their swords, spears, and bows. Then I saw their fear, and I arose and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Do not fear them. Remember the Lord, who is great and fearsome, And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Now it happened that when our enemies heard that it was known to us, and that God had thwarted their counsel, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. And it happened that from that day on, half of my young men carried on the work, while half of them took hold of the spears, the shields, the bows, and the breastplates, and the commanders were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand, doing the work, and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeters stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall, far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, there gather together to us. Our God will fight for us. So we kept doing the work, with half of them holding spears, from dawn until the stars came out. At that time I also said to the people, Let each man with his young man spend the night within Jerusalem, so that they may be a guard for us by night and a worker by day. So neither I, my brothers, my young men, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us removed our clothes, each took his weapons even to the water. Chapter 5 then there was a great outcry of the people, and many of their wives against their Jewish brothers. Now there were those who were saying, We with our sons and our daughters are many, therefore let us get grain that we may eat and live. There were others who were saying, We, are mortgaged, we have mortgaged our fields, our vineyards, and our houses, that we might get grain because of the famine. Also there were those who were saying, We have borrowed money for the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. But now our flesh is like the flesh of our brothers, our children like their children. Behold, yet behold, we are forcing our sons and daughters to be slaves, and some of our daughters are forced into subjugation, and we have no power in our hands to help, and our fields and vineyards belong to others. Then I was very angry when I heard their outcry and these words. I consulted within my own heart and contended with the nobles and the officials and said to them, You are exacting usury, each from his brothers. Therefore, I held a great assembly against them. I said to them, We, according to our ability, ability, have bought back our Jewish brothers who were sold to the nations. And now would you also sell your brothers that they may be sold to us? Then they were silent and could not find a word to say. And I said, The thing which you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nations, our enemies? And likewise, my brothers and my young men are lending them money and grain. Please let us forsake this usury. Please give back to them this very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, and their houses, also the hundredth part of the money and of the grain, the new wine, and the oil that you are exacting from them. Then they said, We will give it back and will require nothing from them. We will do exactly as you are saying. So I called the priests and made them swear that they would do according to this word. I also shook out the front of my garment and said, Thus may God shake out every man from his house and from his possessions who does not establish this word, even thus may he be shaken out and emptied. And all the assembly said, Amen. And they praised Yahweh. Then the people did according to this word. Moreover, from the day that I was put in command to be their governor, In the land of Judah, from the twentieth year to the thirty-second year of King Artaxerxes, for twelve years, neither I nor my relatives have eaten the governor's food allowance. But the former governors who were before me laid heavy burdens on the people and took from them bread and wine besides forty shekels of silver. Even their young men exerted their power over the people. But I did not do so because of the fear of God. I also took hold of the work of the wall." We did not buy any land, and all my young men were gathered there for the work. Moreover, there were at my table one hundred and fifty Jews and officials, besides those who came to us from the nations that were around us. Now that which was prepared for each day was one ox and six choice sheep. Also birds were prepared for me, and once in ten days all sorts of wine were furnished in abundance. Yet for all this I did not require the governor's food allowance, because the slavery was heavy on this people. Remember me, O my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. Chapter 6 Now it happened that when it was heard by Sanballat, Tobiah, Gershom the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall and that no breach remained in it, although at that time I had not made the doors to stand in the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent a message to me, saying, Come, let us meet together at in the plain of Ono, but they were planning to do me harm. So I sent a messenger to them, saying, I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And they sent messages to me four times in this manner, and I responded to them in the same manner. Then Sanballat sent his young man to me in the same manner a fifth time, with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, It is heard among the nations, And Gashmu says that you and the Jews are planning to rebel. Therefore, you are rebuilding the wall, and you are to be their king, according to these words. You have also set up prophets to call out in Jerusalem concerning you, a king is in Judah. So now it will be heard by the king, according to these words. So now come, let us take counsel together. Then I sent a message to him, saying, Such words as you are saying have not been done, but you are devising them in your own heart. For all of them were trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will become limp in doing doing the work, and it will not be done. But now, O God, strengthen my hands. Now I entered the house of Shemaiah, the son of Delaiah, son of Mehetabel, who was confined at home. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple, and let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you and they are coming to kill you at night. But I said, Should a man like me flee, and could one such as I go into the temple just to live? I will not go in. Then I recognized that surely God had not sent him, but he spoke his prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired for this reason, that I might become afraid and act accordingly in sin, so that they they could give me a bad name in order to in order that they could reproach me. Remember, O my God, Tobiah and Sanballat according to these works of theirs and send Noadiah, the prophetess and the rest of the prophets who were trying to make me afraid. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elul in the 52 days. In 52 days. Now it happened that when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it, their confidence fell and they knew that it was from our God that this work had been accomplished. Also in those days, many letters went from the nobles of Judah to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were sworn by oath to him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah the son of Ara and his son Jehohanan had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, as a wife. Moreover, They were speaking about his good deeds in my presence and bringing my words to him. Then Tobiah sent letters to make me afraid. Chapter 7 Now it happened, when the wall was rebuilt, and I had made the doors to stand, and the gatekeepers and the singers and the Levites were appointed, that I commanded Hanani, my brother, and Hananiah, the commander of the fortress, to be over Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God more than many. Then I said to them, The gates of Jerusalem must not be opened until the sun is hot, and until they are there standing guard, they must shut and bolt the doors. Also have guards from the inhabitants of Jerusalem stand, each at his post and each in front of his own house. Now the city was large and spacious, but the people in it were few, and the houses were not rebuilt. Then my God put it into my heart, and I gathered the nobles, the officials, and the people to be recorded by genealogies. Then I found the book of the genealogy of those who came up first, and in it I found written, These are the people of the provinces who came up out of the captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon had taken away into exile, and who returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his city, who came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Raamiah, Nahamani Mordecai, Bilshan, Ms. Pereth, Bigvi, Nahum, and Bannai. The number of the men of the people of Israel, the sons of Perosh, two thousand one hundred seventy-two; the sons of Shevatiah, Shephti- three hundred seventy-two; the sons of Era, six hundred fifty-two. The sons of Pahath-Moab of the sons of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818. The sons of Elam, 1,254. The sons of Zetu, 845. The sons of Zakai, 760. The sons of Binui, 648. The sons of Babai, 628. The sons of Asgad, 2,322. The sons of Adonicam, six hundred sixty seven. The sons of Bigvi, two thousand sixty seven. The sons of Aden, six hundred fifty five. The sons of Ater of Hezekiah, ninety eight. The sons of Hashem, three hundred twenty eight. The sons of Bizai, three hundred twenty four. The sons of Harif, one hundred twelve. The sons of Gibeon, ninety five. The men of Bethlehem and Netophah, 188. The men of Anathoth, 128. The men of beth Esmaveth, 42. The men of Kiriath-Jerim, Kefirah, and Beroth, 743. The men of Ramah and Giba, 621. The men of Michmash, 122. The men of Bethel and Ai, 123. The men of the other Nebo, 52. The men of the other Elam, 1,254. The sons of Harim, 320. The men of Jericho, 345. The sons of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721. The sons of Senea, 3,930. The priests, the sons of Jedediah of the house of Joshua, 973 the sons of immer 1052 the sons of Pashur, 1247 the sons of harim 1017 the levites the sons of jeshua of kadmiel of the sons of Hodavah, 74 the singers the sons of asaph 148 the gatekeepers the sons of shalem the sons of atter the sons of talmon the sons of Akub, the sons of Hatita, the sons of Shobai, 138, the temple servants, the sons of Zahi, the sons of Heshepha, the sons of Tabaoth, the sons of Keros, the sons of Sai, the sons of Paddan, the sons of Lebana, the sons of Hagaba, the sons of Shalmai, the sons of Hanan, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Gehar, the sons of Riaiah, the sons of Rezin, the sons of nikodah the sons of Gazem, the sons of Uza, the sons of Pesea, the sons of besai the sons of Miunam, the sons of Nephushat, the sons of Bakbuk, the sons of Hakufa, the sons of Harher. The sons of Baslith, the sons of Mahida, the sons of Harsha, the sons of Barcos, the sons of Sisera, the sons of Tima, the sons of Neziah, the sons of Hetaphah, the sons of Solomon's servants, the sons of Sotai, the sons of Sophareth, the sons of Perida, the sons of Jaala, the sons of Darkan, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Shephetaya the sons of Hittil, the sons of Pachereth hezabeam the sons of Ammon. All the temple servants and the sons of Solomon's servants were 392. Now these were those who came up from Tel-Mela, Tel-Harsha, Cherub, Adon, and Immer, But they were not able to declare their father's houses or their father's seed, whether they were of Israel. The sons of Delaiah, the sons of Tobiah, the sons of Nakoda, 642. Of the priests, the sons of Hobaiah, the sons of Hakaz, the sons of Barzilla, who took a wife of the daughters of Barzilla, the Gileadite, and was called by their name. These searched in their geneal- gene- genealogical records, but it could not be found. Therefore, they were considered unclean and excluded from the priesthood. And the governor said to them that they should not eat from the most holy things until a priest stood with Urim and Thuman. The whole assembly together was 42,360. Besides their male and female slaves, of whom there were 7,337, and they had 254 male and female singers. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, Their donkeys, 6,720. Some from among the heads of fathers' households gave to the work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 gold drachmas, 50 bowls, 530 priest tunics. Some of the heads of fathers' households gave into the treasury of the work 20,000 gold drachmas and 2,200 silver minas. That which the rest of the people gave was 20,000 gold drachmas, and two thousand silver minas and sixty-seven priest tunics. So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all Israel lived in their cities. Then the seventh month came, and the sons of Israel were in their cities. Chapter 8 And all the people gathered as one man at the square, which was in front of the water gate. And they said to Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses which Yahweh had commanded to Israel. Then Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men, women, and all who could understand, when listening, on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it before the square, which was in front of the water gate, from early morning until midday, in the presence of men and women, those who could understand. And all the ears of the people were attentive to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden podium which they had made for the purpose, and beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Anaiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Maasaiah on his right hand, and excuse me, Pedaiah, Mishael, Malchijah, Hashem, Hashbadanah, Zachariah, and Meshulam on his left hand. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed Yahweh, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. Then they bowed low and worshipped Yahweh with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shebathai, Hodiah, Maasaiah, Kelita, Kelita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Hanan, Pellaiah, the Levites, were providing understanding of the law to the people while the people stood in their place. They read from the book, from the law of God, explaining and giving insight, and they provided understanding of the reading. Then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest, and scribe, and the Levites, who provided the people with understanding, said to all of the people, This day is holy to Yahweh your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of Yahweh is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. Then all the people went away to eat, to drink, to send portions, and to celebrate with great gladness, because they understood the words which had been made known to them. Then, on the second day, the heads of the fathers' households of all the people, the priests and the Levites, were gathered to Ezra the scribe, that they might gain insight into the words of the law. They found written in the law how Yahweh had commanded by the hand of Moses, that the sons of Israel should live in booths during the feast of the, seven months, of the seventh month, and that they should make the report heard and make a proclamation of it passed throughout all their cities in Jerusalem, saying, Go out on the hills and bring olive branches and wild olive branches, myrtle branches, palm branches, and branches of other leafy trees, to make booths as it is written. So the people went out and brought them and made booths for themselves, each on his roof, and in their courts, and in the courts of the house of God, and in the square at the water gate, and in the square at the gate of Ephraim. The entire assembly of those who had returned from captivity made booths and lived in the booths. The sons of Israel had indeed not done so from the day of Joshua the son of Nun to that day. And there was exceedingly great gladness. And he read from the book of the law of God daily, from the first day to the last day, and they celebrated the feast seven days, and on the eighth day there was a solemn assembly, according to the legal judgment. Chapter 9 Now on the twenty-fourth day of this month, the sons of Israel gathered with feast, with fasting, in sackcloth and with dirt on, upon them. The seed of Israel separated themselves from all foreigners, and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they rose up in their place and read from the book of the law of Yahweh their God for a fourth of the day, and for another fourth they were confessing and worshipping Yahweh their God. Then Jeshua rose up on the Levites' platform, along with Bani, Kadmiel, Shebaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kenani, and they cried out with a loud voice to Yahweh their God. And the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hasha, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shibaniah, and Pethaiah said, Rise up, bless Yahweh your God from everlasting to everlasting. O oh, may your glorious name be blessed and exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are Yahweh, you have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them. The heavenly host bows down to you. You are Yahweh. We chose Abram and brought him out from Ur of the Chaldees and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and cut a covenant with him to give him the land of the Canaanite, of the Hittite, of the Amorite, of the Perizzite, the Jebusite, and the Girgashite to give it to his seed. And you have established your promise for you are righteous. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea. Then you performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants and all the people of his land. For you knew that they acted presumptuously toward them and made a name for yourself as it is this day. You split the sea before them. So they passed through the midst of the sea on dry land and their pursuers you cast into the depths like a stone into mighty waters. And with a pillar of cloud, you led them by day and with a pillar of fire by night to light for them the way in which they were to go. Then you came down on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven. You gave them upright judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments. So you made known to them your holy Sabbath and commanded to them commandments, statutes and law by the hand of your servant Moses. You gave bread from heaven for them for their hunger You brought forth water from a rock for them for their thirst, and you said to them to enter in order to possess the land which you swore to give them. But they, our fathers, acted presumptuously. They became stiff-necked and would not listen to your commandments. They refused to listen and did not remember your wondrous deeds which you did among them. So they became stiff-necked and gave themselves a chief to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of lavish forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. And you did not forsake them. Even when they made for themselves a molten calf and said, This is your God who brought you up from Egypt and committed great blasphemies. But you in your abundant compassion did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud did not depart from them by day. It led them on their way nor the pillar of fire by night to light for them the way in which they were to go. You gave your good spirit to give them insight. Your manna you did not withhold from their mouth, and you gave them water for their thirst. Indeed, forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they did not lack. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet swell. You also gave them kingdoms and peoples, and apportioned them to them as a boundary. They took possession of the land of Sihon, the king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, the king of Bashan. You made their sons numerous as the stars of heaven, and you brought them into the land, which you had said for their fathers to enter and possess. So their sons entered and possessed the land, and you subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites. And you gave them into their hand with their kings and the people of the land to do with them according to their desire. They captured fortified cities and rich land. They took possession of houses full of every good thing, hewn cisterns, vineyards, olive olive groves, trees of food for abundance. So they ate, were filled, and grew fat, and reveled in your great goodness. But they became disobedient and rebelled against you and cast your law behind their backs and killed your prophets who had testified to them so that they might return to you. And they committed great blasphemies. Therefore, you gave them into the hand of the ones who distressed them, and they afflicted them with distress. But at the time of their distress, they cried to you, and you listened from heaven. And according to your abundant compassion, you gave them saviors, and they saved them from the hand of the ones that distressed them. But as soon as they had rest, they returned to do evil before you. Therefore, you forsook them in the hand of their enemy, so they had dominion over them. Then they returned and cried to you, and you listened from heaven. And many times you delivered them according to your compassion, and testified to them in order to turn them back to your law. Yet they acted presumptuously, and did not listen to your commandments, but sinned against your judgment, by which if a man does them, he shall live. And they gave a stubborn shoulder, and stiffened their neck, and would not listen. However, You bore with them for many years and testified to them by your spirit, by the hand of your prophets. Yet they would not give ear. So you gave them into the hand of the peoples of the lands. Nevertheless, in your abundant compassion, you did not make a complete destruction of them or forsake them. For you are a gracious and compassionate God. So now our God, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who keeps covenant and loving kindness, do not let all the hardship seem insignificant before you, which, was found, which has found us, our kings, our princes, our priests, our prophets, our fathers, and all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria to this day. However, you are righteous in all that has come upon us, for you have dealt in truth, but we have acted wickedly. Now our kings, our princes, our priests, and our fathers do not do your law, or pay attention to your commandments and your testimonies with which you testified against them. But they, in their own kingdom, with your abundant goodness which you gave them, with the broad and rich land which you set before them, do not serve you or turn from their evil deeds. Behold, we are slaves today. And as to the land which you gave to our fathers to eat of its fruit and its goodness, behold, we are slaves in it. Its abundance, abundant pronus is for the kings, whom you have put over us because of our sins, They also rule over our bodies and over our cattle according to their desires. So we are in great distress. Now because of all this, we are cutting an agreement in writing and on the sealed documents are the names of our princes, our Levites, and our priests. Now Psalm 98. A Psalm. Sing to Yahweh a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand and His holy arm have worked out His salvation. Yahweh has made known His salvation. He has revealed His righteousness in the eyes of the nations. He has remembered His lovingkindness and His faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a loud shout to Yahweh all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to Yahweh with the lyre. With the lyre and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a loud shout before King Yahweh. Let the sea roar as well as its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Before Yahweh, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. And now Psalm 140. Rescue me, O Yahweh, from evil men. Guard me from violent men who think up evil things in their hearts. They continually stir up wars. They sharpen their tongues as a serpent. Poison of an asp is under their lips. Selah. Keep me, O Yahweh, from the hands of the wicked. Guard me from violent men who have thought to trip up my steps. The proud have hidden a trap for me and cords. They have, spared a, they have spread a net by the wayside. They have set snares for me, Selah. I said to Yahweh, You are my God. Give ear, O Yahweh, to the voice of my supplication. O Yahweh, O Lord, the strength of my salvation, You have covered my head in the day of battle. Do not grant, O Yahweh, the desires of the wicked. Do not promote his evil schemes, that they not be exalted, Selah. As for the head of those who surround me, may the trouble from their lips cover them. May burning coals be shaken out upon them. May he cause them to fall into the fire, into bottomless pits from which they can never rise. May a slanderer not be established in the earth. May evil hunt the violent man speedily. I know that Yahweh will maintain the cause for the afflicted and judgment for the needy. Surely the righteous will give thanks to your name the upright will abide in your presence. Now, Revelation chapter 6. Then I looked when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say, as with the voice of thunder, come. Then I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sits on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out overcoming and to overcome. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come, and another, a red horse, went out. And to him who sat on it, it was given to him to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. Then I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sits on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, One kinex of wheat for one denarius, and three kinex of barley for one denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. Then I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and he who sits on it had the name Death, and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by the wild beasts of the earth. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the witness which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, How long, O Master, holy and true, will you not judge and avenge our blood on on those who dwell on the earth? And a white robe was given to each of them, And it was told to them that they should rest a little while longer until the number of their fellow slaves and their brothers who were to be killed even as they had been would be completed also. Then I looked when he opened the sixth seal. And there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree casts its unripe fruit when shaken by a great wind. And the sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. Then the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders of the rich and the strong and every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, And who is able to stand? Chapter 7. After this I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the earth, nor on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the seal of the living God. And he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the slaves of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those having been sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel, of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 having been sealed, from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000, from the tribe of Gad, 12,000, from the tribe of Asher, 12,000, from the tribe of Nephtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulon, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin 12,000, or from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 having been sealed. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, worshiping God, saying, Amen, the blessing and the glory and the wisdom and the thanksgiving and the honor and the power and the strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, These clothed in white robes, who are they? And from where have they come? And I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who came out of the great tribulation, And they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his sanctuary. And he who sits on the throne will dwell over them. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst any more, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will shepherd them and will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, folks, that's Squirrel Chatter for today. That's Squirrel Chatter for this week. Make sure you get yourself to church on Sunday. Have a great weekend. Do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here on Monday. Take care. God bless. Get yourself the church! Squirrel chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.